Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast, episode 448. I think it's 448. Charlie here with you. If it's not, it's 449. Charlie here with you. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. Thought my assistant producer, Lily, was here with me as well. She is not. I have returned from Hawaii. As some know who have been uh, listening to the Daily Tap, if you're only a Tapping the Keg guy or gal, Yes, I'm back. We had a week hiatus. Uh, usually the shows are good when Mitch and I take a break. Um, how are you, bud? How you doing? You helped hold down the fort here in Wisconsin while I was gone? Yeah, yeah, I tried to for the most part. I've been really laying low the last couple of weeks. Um, it's been kind of nice in a way. Just to sort of coming off my stint with the, with the big sick and, you know, <laughs> just... Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of dog days of winter right now and um, not a whole lot of motivation really, but uh, right. No, absolutely. Been, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's been fine. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely dog days of winter and we're going to hopefully provide a great, t- great podcast uh, for you. Uh, we're going to rank in the player top players from the Packers and Niners with a certain exclusion. And we'll two coaches play what the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. We're also going to chat about the Milwaukee Bucks and what's the highest seed that you would be comfortable with in the playoffs. Uh, also talk a little bit about rivalries as the Bulls come to town for the first time all season. Crazy that the Bulls and Bucks have not played against each other. That'll probably do it for the show. I, like I told Mitch, I had a good college basketball topic, but I think we're gonna probably run out of time. So we probably probably save that for another day, another snowy day here in Milwaukee. But before we get started, I have to ask you, Mitch, did you see the music festival that's coming to Las Vegas in October? I did. The When We Were Young Fest? Yeah. You about? When We Were Young, My Chemical Romance, uh, you have Avril Lavigne, you have Taking Back Sunday, Paramore, The Used, uh, Bright Eyes is there. Someone said it's, I think 1021 said it is the Lollapalooza for sad people, um, which is pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. But I also, someone who enjoys a little pop punk in their life, I was like, it's it's pretty cool. I'm sure it'll be overpriced um, as all those festivals are. But uh, you got, that had to get your uh, juices flowing a little bit, right? Yeah. And there's, there's deeper cuts than that. I'm just, I'm trying to look at the poster again, but I can't, can't find it right now. But May Day Parade dashboard um, oh yeah i was a big dashboard guy back in the day dance given dance is pretty good they've had a ton of different like vocalists but um jimmy world yep author oh. heights yeah there's some other more current bands playing too um but they don't sense of sales in there which is like my favorite band um yeah it's uh pretty loaded uh, is it is it just one one day? I guess it's I, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it is it is just just one day, it seems like. So general mission is 225 bucks. So that's not that oh three all day, three stages, Las Vegas festival, uh grounds with food choices and vendors. Yes, it's one day, October the twenty second. So if you're looking to do a Vegas trip, 
got middle of October there, Saturday. Uh, you could do football on Sunday. Be a be a nice little uh, nice little mid mid fall break. Um, but yeah, two twenty five, not entirely that expensive when you put it all together. But you'd have to get like a you'd have to get like an awesome flight to like make it work, or get like or be able to use like points to fly out, or points for your hotel or something like that. Got to cut out like one of those costs to kind of make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, as with anything. Yeah, and that's financial Ideally. talk. And that's financial talk with uh, Charlie and Mitch. Um, we're yeah. not financial advisors. Um, please do not take our word for it. But we're also not peddling stocks. Like yeah. if, a lot of if you can of, if you can come up with if you can come up with some points or something or for a flight or a hotel uh, to save yourself some money, it's probably a pretty good idea to use them. Yeah. Well, never been, I mean, never been so lucky in my life. Well, I, we could offline on that. Um, I have a certain person, aka my wife, who could help you uh, help you with that process. Uh, but that's another story for another time. Uh, we have more important matters to discuss. San Francisco 49ers come to town. It was the team that I had said I was the most scared of uh, when we did a podcast. What was that? Uh, right before Christmas, I think, um, where we kind of went through like who kind of scares you the most. And I said 49ers. And, or you said the Buccaneers is number one, and then I followed up with the 49ers. And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't lying. Now, I, I'm confident. I'm not going to just drag my tail between my legs. Like, obviously, I'm going to feel confident. I do think that people are going to think the Packers will lose this game, and there'll be people who get are trendy and take the 49ers, just like people were trendy who took the Los Angeles Rams uh, last year. It's, it's nothing new right? Uh, the Packers are boring in a sense. Like, I think everybody's going to be on the bills this week. And I think that's the wrong move. I, even though I do think the bills could be the hottest team in football. I just think it's boring to pick the chiefs. The chiefs aren't that exciting. And, but yet they they looked really good granted against the weak Steelers team. So the question comes down to is like, who's actually going to swing this game? Who's actually going to be, the difference makers. And I wanted to rank the guys and we obviously have to exclude Aaron Rodgers because we all know Aaron Rodgers is the number one dude. Like if Aaron Rodgers goes out there he throws for 320 yards, three touchdowns, it's likely Green Bay Packers aren't losing this game. Now they've lost playoff games where Rodgers has went off, had a great game, but he's kind of like your all-time quarterback. You can't include Rodgers. Right. Yeah, he's just, is obviously super important to everything that matters in this game. And it just doesn't really even, I guess, pay to discuss it because it's just, it's just, we all know. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You want me to kick it off or. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Go. Cool. I talked for a while. I could, I'll let, I'll let you get the I mean, pick. All right. Sounds good. I suppose we could have, could have got that ahead of time, but um, we didn't, <laughs> we just, we just, when it went went off went from the hip here, but I think I'll say Matt Lafleur. Oh, um, just you know, he has the relationship or lack thereof with Kyle Shanahan, and I don't know why that matters so much. I think that's kind of a that's a media thing, as a lot of things are. Um, you know, who gives a fuck whether or not he talks to him? I mean, but um, at the same time. Uh, Shanahan's kind of owned him 
uh, certainly in the playoffs. You know, this will be their second matchup head-to-head in the, in the postseason. First one for Green Bay didn't go very well. Um, no, but that I, I that, mean, that Niners team was really good. I mean, that Niners team was yeah, far and away better I mean, than this Niners team. That That's why, and I mean, I might as well get this out of the way. I mean, that's that's why I think the the Packers playing the 49ers is a great analogy with the Bucks playing the Heat because it's like the Niners, you know, when the Bucks lost to the Heat in the bubble, the Heat were probably more talented than they were the following year and, in, in, you know, this past season. The Niners aren't as talented as they were in 2019. And the Packers are more talented than they were in 2019. So I think that that sort of that gap has narrowed and I mean the Packers are the Packers are way more talented than the Niners I think overall I think the Niners have some tremendous skill players um Debo Samuel George Kittle is probably going to make an impact at some point you'd think I know he didn't really do much uh against Dallas but no he had like two catches um, 80 yards or something like that right but you know Packer fans are terrified of tight ends Sure. I mean, Mark Andrews tore up Darnell Savage. I think that's the, I think that's the fear, right? That, Correct. that, that happens, but no, um, I think, LaFleur, I, I just think, I, I think LaFleur just needs to kind of, you know, um, make sure this team comes out and just, you, you, I feel like you, you can't fall behind by two touchdowns. I mean, that's, nope. cause it's, it seems to, for whatever reason with the Packers, and it happens to pretty much every team too. When, when you're down, Kind of that fourteen nothing is where, you know, depending on how early it is, obviously, but depending on how late it is too. I mean, you know, fourteen nothing seems to be that mark where a lot of teams and the Packers are no are not innocent from this, where they they seem to just get away from their game plan and panic. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess I don't see that happening, but um, you know, just sort of if that does happen, I mean, stay the course, continue to run the ball. It's going to be cold. You got to run the ball. Um, just too, too many of these coaches get, you know, fall in love with the passing game and um, it kills them. And I, I just think that, that before, you know, if everything goes, goes great, like it should, he'll be fine, but just don't, don't get away from your, from your game plan. When you're down 14, nothing, or, you know, God forbid, I, like I said, I don't think that'll happen, but if it does just stick to it, you'll be fine. The Packers have more talent. Um, and they have Aaron Rodgers, so I mean, just they got the ultimate wild card. What I what I will add with Lafleur is a couple things. Number one, to your point about starting quick, he mentioned that in his press presser today. He said, like, "Hey, look, we got to go fast." Like I emphasized it with Detroit, we need to kind of keep that up. I do wonder if the Packers win the toss, would they actually elect to receive? Yeah. So I was that, just thinking like, like, take the ball, take the yeah, ball. Don't let Kyle, I mean, don't like everybody loves the 15 plays from Kyle Shanahan. It's great. Like, I mean, what he did in that first drive against Dallas, it was like, holy shit. Like Kyle, when Kyle can cook, like he'll, he'll cook. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't really, I'm not a huge Shanahan guy, but I can respect that part of it. Yeah. Why give him that opportunity? If you do win the coin toss and just get the ball. And, and just do something with it, whether it's three points, whether it's seven points, do something that, you know, makes heaven or even get the ball down to the 50 and, you know, it's fourth and five and don't go for it. Just punt it, get them down deep 
and let Jimmy start in the back of the Lambo with the crowd humming and the weather kind of cooking. And yeah. my number, my, my top thing, honestly, it's not a person. It's the weather. I think the weather matters just given the guys that are playing. None of these guys really have been in these elements before. Jimmy G went to Illinois, went to Eastern Illinois, but I don't think Jimmy G has played in a game this cold. Um, he's been in New England where there's been cold games, sure, but he hasn't. He's just been on the sidelines with his hand warmers, wondering what Instagram model he's going to fuck that night. Like that's what Jimmy G was doing in those games. Okay, so I don't. I don't really think Jimmy's been there. Elijah Mitchell. Kid from Louisiana, Debo Samuel, kid from South Carolina. You know, yeah, Kittle, Iowa, sure. But Nick Bosa, Ohio, maybe. But like this, it's different, man. And to your point, kind of the inverse of your point, if you get down early, you kind of just want to go home. Like you don't want to be there. And I think you kind of saw that a little bit with Buffalo and New England. I didn't watch a ton of that game, yeah. full transparency, but. I, I just, from what the vibes I got and from the recaps and things I listened to, it just sounded like Buffalo completely dominated that defense. And I think that that Pat, Patriots defense just kind of, I, mean, I mean, I don't want to use the quit word, but it seemed like they kind of just were like, all right, fuck this. Like one, two, three, Cancun sort of thing. Yeah, there, there might've been some of that. I, I actually didn't watch a ton of that game either because the Bucks were playing. And by the time I flipped over, it was like, 21 nothing or something and it's like jesus so yeah yeah i'm not i'm not sure about that i mean the weather yeah i mean that's it's going to be a factor no question i i I guess i haven't looked at an updated forecast but i think it's supposed to be like single digits by saturday night yeah it'll be in the like Um, twos threes up in green bay yeah yeah so um you know you're you're absolutely right that you know whoever Certainly the Niners, I would, would say, would be more likely to kind of pack it in, just just given the fact that, you know, they're not used to it. I, I do think oh, – I heard, like, a caller on one of, the, one of the shows today or someday this week talk about he thought the, the field was frozen. Like, don't you think the frozen field would have – I was like, wait a minute. You call no. yourself a Packer fan, and you don't know that they have, that they have heated field. Yeah. So it's – Wow. It's, it's – uh, um, it's not, yes, the air will be cold, but I'm assuming on the field, I don't know how warm it is, you know, but it might not feel necessarily like two degrees because it's not a frozen, you know, parking lot, you know, frozen grass that you're playing on. It's, you know, there, there's give. It, it's, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with injuries and stuff like that, but they, you know, yeah. certainly the NFL can't allow, you know, the Packers to not have a heated field. I mean, it's just, it's just going to, it no. makes too much sense, but, but, but there will be, there will be some, some, there might be an instance of where a player is, is not, not prepared for the cold. And, and it, it might be, might be from San Francisco. Yeah. It's, it's more of that first, first half. I think that second half you get, you get comfortable, you get in the zone, but yeah. if you, if you don't start hot and all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's three and out, three and out like you get that sort of cold feeling but i i just i think it's gonna but play a factor you also do hear from like a lot of former players that once you get between the lines you don't you don't know or feel or care what the weather is sure. so i mean which i don't know how much you want to buy into that but um i mean i guess 
would you rather be in a 70 degree dome or, <laughs> you know, two degree weather? I'd probably a dome, you know, if I had to pick, but, um, you know, there's some to that if you're warmed up and you're, you're playing and, you know, it might not be, if, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say really. I mean, it's, it's easy to say when you're sitting on your couch, uh, Oh, wow. You know, look how, look how cold that is. And you know, they're, um, they're out there. You know, you're, you're never going to probably see there, there'll be a hard O offensive lineman from the Niners probably going, going sleeveless. I'm sure there'll be maybe multiple guys. Um, I don't know. Packers probably won't wear sleeves. I can't imagine the no. lineman. No, no, no. Yeah, you linemen mean, don't linemen don't wear sleeves. That's the whole thing. I yeah. I think oh, yeah. that that's overrated when it, you're a high school player. I I wore sleeves. I was like, fuck it. I'm not gonna be cold. I'm playing high school. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting paid for this. Like if I was getting paid, maybe. But I'm not. My body's not not acclimated to this shit yet. Uh, it's going right now. The high is uh, a negative one on Saturday night. Um, there's also a chance of snow during the day. So no light snow though, not like covering the ground snow, but definitely all the elements point to the Packers. All right. Give me, give me well, another guy. I, another guy, I think a along player. The, Go ahead. Yeah. Along the lines, along the lines of weather, I'll say the fans. Okay. Just because, um, you know, first, first Lambo playoff game. Uh, with with full fans in a couple of years. I mean, last year they did lose to Tampa Bay uh, in the NFC Championship game, as we all know. There was only what, maybe fifty percent capacity. Yeah, something like that for that game. I, I know it was up a little. Might not even been that much. Um, but just like I don't know, the Lambo crowd. You know, eighty-five thousand people screaming down on. You know, for a playoff game, I feel like there'd be another another level, another glass ceiling to break through of energy. Um, you know, there'll you know, crowds have been obviously great this year, but I feel like it'll be another another level. January football at the frozen tundra. Fans are gonna be juiced. I think it's gonna be um a real advantage for, for, for the team um at Lambeau Field. I, I don't know. I mean you, I'm, I'm assuming you agree with me. That's oh, uh, absolutely. No, I mean, hundred percent. It's going to be pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, the the moment is going to be extremely special. Um, and that they're going to have, you know, everybody, all just even though bundled up, it's still going to be loud as shit in there, and it's going to be everybody will be drunk. I mean, it's gonna it's going to be a huge party all afternoon for Packer fans. They're going to be absolutely toasted in in oh, both yeah. comfortable and like liquid layers. Like there'll be multiple people who are being tough and throw their shirts off in the crowd. And I and again to that point of like the not like this is this is the first real like wrote you could make this argument. Now this is kind of might be a little bit out of bounds, but follow me here. You could argue that this is like the first true road game for a lot of these Niners players. Think about that. 2019, when they kind of hit their the start, they had home field advantage. They played Minnesota, they played Green Bay, and then they were they were in a Super Bowl against Kansas City. Last year they make the playoffs. Then they go to Dallas. Dallas was probably what? 
60-40 Cowboys, Niners fans, maybe 70-30. Niners travel real well. I assume there'll be some Niners fans, but they're going to get drowned out pretty quick. They're going to be there, but they're going to be like specs. Like they're just kind of, they're just kind of going to be a part of it. And so this is like the first real road game for some of these guys. And yeah, if that crowd gets cooking, look out and they're going to, they're going to do their best and they're going to try to really sort of rattle Jimmy G. I said to you, I think when I came back from the Seattle game, like, I think the narrative about the Packers being this quiet place is, is gone. Like, I think it's dead. Um, we were standing for most of that game, obviously I'm going, uh, I don't know if I said that on the podcast, but yeah, I'm, I'm out, headed up to Lambeau with Murph. Um, it should be a really fun environment. Coolest game I've ever been to. Um, and just looking forward to, and my first playoff game. So we'll see. And if we lose, I'm never going to go to one again. And that's just, that's just <laughs> that. That's that's Chuck, Chuck, old Chucky burning the candle at both ends here. A little, little, uh, vacation slash, uh, we'd call it a honeymoon, right? Yeah. It was and, fun. and, uh, now we're going up to, uh, quite the opposite in a, in a frozen tundra. <laughs> Roughly a week later. That's, yeah, um, I know. It's kind of a how, how's it started versus how's it going sort of meme <laughs> uh, right yeah. there. Uh, we might have to do that on, on Saturday uh, because, but I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, it's a great opportunity. And uh, I, I really, I really hope we see a pack victory. And I feel like I am going to, uh, but yeah, I'll be right there with all those fans, you know, leading it on. Number four, I'm not, I, I'm, it's not that I'm staying. I guess I got to do Devontae Adams. I talk, I've talked a lot about him already this week. Um, talked about him on Monday, talked about him on Tuesday. So I'll keep it short and I'll maybe let you in. I mean, Devontae is just, he's best receiver in football. He's going to, he's really going to be an important player to what happens here. And the Niners have not had an answer for number one receiver all year. Uh, it's been an issue. Their, their secondary kind of stinks. Um, doesn't really get talked about a lot. I think their pass rush has been able to kind of mask a lot of that secondary badness, but with the Packer offensive line that has kept Aaron Rodgers upright against good pass rushes for the most part with a beat up line. That's now not really beat up. Um, it could be a long day for who's ever going up against Devontae Adams. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, you know, it's going to be probably a, uh... I mean, what does he have? Ten catch? He had what? Ten catches for like 132 yards and two touchdowns. Twelve. In the twelve. First meeting. He ended up having twelve. Um, he's wow. not had let. He's not had less than six catches in the last five games against the Niners. He's owned this team. Right, and that's I think as you alluded to in the Daily Tap, you know, being a Bay Area native, he probably wants to, you know, put on a show for the people back home, if you will. Yeah. Um, and there there could be some of that for sure i mean yeah i don't know there's not a ton to add Devonte is a stud and best receiver in the league and um i and i expect him to showcase his talents again once again for us in the uh in the playoffs here coming up on saturday i do wonder um, if i do also wonder last thought and then i'll let you get get a guy in i i do wonder if there's a little bit of motivation for Devonte when it comes to the fact that like Cooper Cup got a lot of love this weekend. Jamar Chase got a lot of love this weekend. You know, does Odell that kind of, Odell Beckham? Yeah, everyone's now you know sucking his dick because he has he's had a few good games with the Rams. 
Like, is that motivation for him to be like, yeah, just a reminder, like I'm the best one to do this thing. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good point. I, th- I think I'll go to get our first Niners um, representative. I'll go Debo Samuel. Oh yeah. Uh, just because, you know, kind of not quite to Devonte's level, but he was first team all pro and you know, the whole rushing attack, you kind of don't know where he's going to be, I guess. Um, he's just sort of a playmaker. He's an athlete as they, as they like to say in, in the, in the college ranks. Yeah. Um, you know, he had 77 catches this year for 1400 yards, but you know, he also ran for 400 or 359. I think it is to be exact. 365. Um, yeah. Eight touchdowns on the ground too. Holy balls. Yeah. So that dude is just a, I mean, he's uh, going to be a he's good he's a machine. he's a fantasy keeper um for anyone who has oh, him yeah. probably next season like he or and if yeah. you don't have him if you're out of a league that keeps like he's a top he's a top pick. And yeah. The way that he plays terrifies you. If you watch that Browns and Ravens tape, you're like, okay, we can't guard contain. And that's what Debo Samuel does. He gets to the outside. He runs the football. I think it's really important. If we were to do a show about matchups, like I think the Debo Samuel versus Devondre Campbell matchup is a huge one when it comes to running the football. Cause I think that's going to be Devondre's yeah. guy. And if Devondre, really? I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not like not out in the open, out in the open. It might, it might be Jair. I've seen some people say they should just have Jair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you put on him. I mean, I don't know who you, who you throw at him. I think you kind of bracket it. I think you say, all right, if it's a run, it's for it's Samuel. Oren Burks actually played really well in the the game against the 49ers earlier this season. He's a fast dude. He's not that great of a tackler, but he's a fast enough guy to kind of stay in front of somebody and keep contained. So I don't know, maybe you you use a little bit more on the Oren Burke side of things. I would imagine that Joe Barry cool. is I, I don't know. That's a lot to ask for him. I, don't, I mean listen, yo, no, you're right. I'm not saying like Gardman like as as a receiver. I'm not saying that at all. Like as a receiver, like whoever you want, Stokes, um, Jair, Rasul, like that's that's that. But when it comes to the actual, like I'm more focused on the running. I will say you're like, what scares you more about Debo Samuel? Is it the, his way to run the football or the passing? I would say the running because my guy, we could just bring in right now, is be Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just don't know what we're going to get out of Jimmy Garoppolo. And the more you make the Niners have to be in third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, you're going to be you're going to be in a better position. And yeah. that starts with shutting down guys like Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell, but I really do think that, you know, that what I care about more is like how, how can Debo run the ball and how can we stop that? Yeah. Well, I mean, Jimmy G is definitely firmly in the game manager category at this point. Um, He has had a tendency to throw you in an interception or two and have kind of a, and or have what they call dumb dumb plays and stuff like that, where you know just bad throws and it kind of a build up to an interception, and you can almost almost see it coming. And it, you know he'll he'll probably throw one. There's no question. Um, 
and if you, turnovers if you, turnovers are going to be a huge obviously they always are in football yeah. games but you know I, I i guarantee you you know it's pretty obvious that um you know jimmy g and the niners are a little bit more uh uh not risk takers but just have a propensity for turnovers compared to aaron Rodgers, who takes care of a football like it's you know the hope diamond so <laughs> do um, do you, I, you know, do you think Russell Douglas gets one here? And, and I'm not <laughs> going to say pick six, but like, <laughs> if he gets a pick six, I'll just say this. The, the, that place doesn't have a roof, but like that scoreboard might just break because like it, it will absolutely erupt if Russell does it again. And Russell Douglas is the, he's the Bobby Portis of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I think that's a great comparison, actually. I like that yeah. a lot. Because he we, came in came in under the radar, came in late this season. I know Bobby didn't come in late last year, but came in halfway through the season and um, kind of just rags the riches, right? I mean, Devondre Campbell, Devondre Campbell, the Drew Holiday, uh, the big signing that was needed, um, kind of a point guard on defense. It works. I, we could do this all day. Chris Middleton, Devontae <laughs> Adams. Um, even though I know Chris Middleton Ooh, is wow. poor. Yeah. I, don't... <laughs> I mean, Chris Middleton. Devontae Adams. Chris Middleton's not, he's not the best player at his position. I'll just is, say that. It, so, is so, Devon, tough, uh... so, so is it, is Devontae Adams, Giannis Antetokounmpo's legs, and Aaron Rodgers is, <laughs> on, is Giannis's arms. We just split Giannis. Probably. We just split Giannis in two. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do that. That's... <laughs> And then uh, David Bakhtiari is on a Kubo's chest or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's going to be an awesome game. I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah. Do you do you have a prediction? Oh, man. Well, I'm just kind of looking at the Niners' schedule. They've won 9 out of 10. Yeah, they're hot. Um, they were 3-6 and six at one point this year. Had to be. Yep, 3-6. and six. And then only lost that one game to Tennessee. Um, I think I'm going to take the Packers. Okay. Um, do, you, do you like them with the six points that they're favored by? I'll say yes. Okay. I will that. say yes. Uh, I just, I mean, honestly, dude, I, I want to get this takeout. It's, it's just, there's, and I want to hear your thoughts. There's just like, there's no excuses anymore for the Packers. I mean, I think. Uh-huh. They're getting really healthy, and this is now the third crack at it with with Lafleur, and it's just you know if it's not now, I mean I don't know, I don't know what right. I don't know what it's just so uncertain heading into the off season. I mean even if they do keep Rogers somehow, which I shouldn't say somehow, it's probably you know very doable. The team yeah. is, either way is gonna is gonna look the team either way if that happens, the team is gonna look so different. And I just feel like you don't, and you can always plug and play rookies and stuff in football. And, but it's just, you know, with everyone coming back, they have so many good players and they're all, they're all coming back. It's just, you know, it's time to say fuck this with the Niners and, and, and shake them off. And um, yeah, I think I'll say Packers uh, 27, 20. I, so I am a homer. We all know this. If you've listened to this podcast, I'm I'm a pretty biased person. But everything you said is so on on point, so right. 
And there is a part of me that could see the Packers blowing the doors off this team and just absolutely dominating defensively. Rodgers cooking, kind of similar to that Vikings game, right? Um, and they just they just impose their will because they are just so dialed in. Like the fact that Whitney Merciless wanted to come back, Aaron Rodgers is narrating playoff hype videos. Like there's just something there, man. It's hard to explain. Like it's different than even the Bucks run, right? Where we kind of knew that this was like, all right, this is the start of the championship DVD. Middleton hits the shot. Like, and, and there's going to be some, there's going to be strife, right? It could go down to the wire and I could be completely wrong. The guy we didn't talk about was Mason Crosby. You need him to be good. But yeah. I think the Packers are so focused and they're so ready for this. And I, I have a hard time seeing them trip up. I really do. Um, and I honestly, I have a hard time seeing them trip up in the weeks, weeks that follow. And I'll put out something that might be a little crazier. I, man, I don't really like Matt Stafford, but I kind of can see the Rams beating the Buccaneers. Just, yeah. just throw it out there. Well, I mean, it's crossed my mind. That would be kind of what, you know, what you criticize the Bills about. Yeah, it's kind of that's what, fair. Like the Ram, I mean, totally the fair. Patriots. Let's be honest. The Patriots probably were paper tigers. I mean, they were just like Cowboys. Absolutely. As as Simmons likes to say about his own team, they were they were a good bad team. Yeah. And you know, and the Bills took out a lot of frustration on them. <laughs> God bless them. That was pretty awesome. And uh, to do to do it that way. Um. But yeah, I mean, the Rams, man, the Cardinals were done. I mean, yeah, they, they were at that, that team is the opposite of the Niners. I mean, they just, they backed in more or less and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's and true. The Rams I mean, that's, good. They, they were at home and it just, it got out of control on the Cardinals and that team was not very good. I don't think. I, I guess my whole thing with great, with uh, the Rams and the Bucks, I agree. There's a chance that, yeah, the Rams look too good and there might be a sexy pick, but you know, the Rams, the last two years, they've played Brady. They've kind of had his number, both in Tampa. They won on a Monday night uh, last two years ago. And then this year, they they were really good. And they blew the doors off off Tampa. Everyone's like, oh, the Rams are going to be best team in football. I mean, remember that. It was just a ton of hype around that team. And so I, they don't have anybody that can hold Cooper Cup. Um, nobody. Like, I mean, Cooper right. Cup's going to well, – and I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I'm just – And and on the – I mean, the, the Rams can rush the pass. Yeah. Um, and I just – I guess you'd have to – we'd have to see the health of – Oh, yeah. Of the, Niner, the, Worths, the, Niners, the, the Buccaneers, Wirfs, and Jensen. I mean, Jensen came yeah. back, and I think he's all right. Yeah. Um, that line is obviously – and nobody gets the ball better than Tom Brady. That's why yep. he's – you know, the goat, um, Rogers has gotten better at that, you know, this season, frankly, too. Uh, people forget people maybe don't notice as much as they should, but, um, I don't know. I think, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully with Bakhtiari back, Rogers can, I guess, expand a little bit more, but you don't want him to be, to go too far in the other direction, you know, where he's holding the ball forever. Cause he's got his all pro left tackle back. Um, 
his his I, health is. I, I hope I hope he's I hope he's good. I mean, yeah, I, would suck. I, I don't know if I, I I don't know if he's uh how cautious they're going to be with him. I mean, he he only came back for Detroit. Would they play a half maybe? I think he played less than um, that because he said he was fatigued. Yeah, well, I didn't even know that. That's that's not what you want to hear. No, granted, that's two week two weeks ago, but um, you know, you almost wonder if maybe they give him a drive off here or there. I, you know, maybe a drive off in the first half or something. But people would lose their shit. Oh yeah, I mean, could you imagine? Yeah, no, like, no, it would be if, it would be if, terrible. Like, what do you like? Are you really going to put Josh Neidman in? No, uh, in I, I, think, game? <laughs> I think what you could do is you could basically give him some relief by you know, putting one of the tight ends next to him to basically be like, all right, let me kind of aid you, help you out a little bit here. But yeah, I don't yeah. know if you could have Bakhtiari just say, all right, we're going to sit you for a series um, unless they have a plan. Yeah. I would say if that, but that seems a little too intricate um, for all of it. So I'm really excited. I uh, can't wait for it to get here. Um, should be a lot of fun. It's a, and it's a great weekend. I mean, all the games are excellent. This is exactly what the NFL wants. So, do you have yeah. any regarding that? Do you have any thoughts on kind of the expanded playoff and like the fact that half the games were pretty much blowouts? I feel like I have um, to. Like, if I have a po- if I have a podcast to talk about the NFL, I feel like I have to have a take on this, right? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I look, I, I look at it so far, it has been a failure in my opinion. Like last yeah. year, you had the Bears in there who didn't belong. You had the Steelers who kind of played the Bears role this year. Yeah, the Big Ben story was cute, but at the end of the day, they were nowhere near a playoff team. The Eagles, yeah. again, good story, but they got it because they were able to beat a bunch of bad teams. Now, I do think some yeah. of that was war of attrition because Minnesota became a dumpster fire. Cousins gets COVID. Who knows? Maybe they do something crazy against the Packers. I don't think so. Uh, the New Orleans Saints lose Jameis. I think the New Orleans Saints are in there, but it's like we all, we, it seems like we have these yab up teams. That's the frustrating thing is we had those yeah. yab up teams at with six, and we'd be like, well, well, that team, they could have got in. It's like we're still saying that seven. Maybe they're just not that good. Like the Chargers, maybe they're just not that good. The Chargers have many opportunities. Hey, guess what? Don't lose to the fucking Texans on the road and maybe. Maybe you'd be a playoff team, but you lost to Texas on the road, and now you're home. Not a bad home, but yeah. you're home. Um, the New Orleans Saints. I, I think like, like, what what bothers me what bothers me about it is like, you know that it's never going to go back. No. So if they're gonna, if anything, they're gonna expand it to eight. Um, yeah. Probably. I, I mean, it's the, and, it, in a and, weird and way. It's, they're gonna make the, the. There won't be any buys then. I hope I hope and, that's not the case. I really do. I really, I really would dislike that. But it's yeah, it's kind of the, it's a little bit of an NBA NBAification of of the NFL, which we've seen the NFL borrow from the NBA with the uh, with the whole or an NBA, excuse me, borrowed from the NFL about like twenty four seven wall to wall coverage, all this shit. But the NBA, you know, went seven games for the first round. People really didn't like it. They're like, why don't we stick with five games? These are usually sweeps. These are usually blowouts. And the NBA is like, no, we're going to seven like hockey. And guess what? It hasn't left us. 
and, and I don't think it'll ever leave us. Well, yeah, it's all about money. So, I mean, it's right. Um, if the NFL could, they would play a game tonight for the, the number one pick, right? Yeah. They'd have like Jacksonville and who is it? The Lions. Uh, the Lions go, which would never happen because the players would not play hard. For no, they revolt. Somebody to take their job. But it's a good, it's good in theory. And I think they would right. do it if, if they get away with it. Um, yeah, like the whole getting like the buy, I don't think would go anywhere just because I feel like the players would want that too much. Yeah, I don't think that would ever make it out of collective bar- collective bargaining. They'd like have they, such they, a they, huge advantage. It is to have that week off. I mean, it's just. Um, and Ross Tucker was on the big show today, and he was the one I heard suggest that he wants it to go to eight because it's almost too much of an advantage to have the one team have the buy. He said, and it's like, well, get the one seed. I mean, yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. I mean, yeah, it's it's, how it goes. You know, he's a really big, like he, he loves having the rest and he just thinks that's like, you know, I bet you a lot of players do. I mean, you know, I I think fans don't necessarily like it because a, they want to watch their team, but B, they think it takes away from the momentum, which, you know, we will see. Yeah, we um, sure will. I, I, I think going to eight is pretty wild. But yeah, it'll probably would, happen eventually. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, they might go to 40 fucking teams, you know? Who knows? It's just there right. at some point, they'll get too big. Everything gets too big. But I don't know. I'm sad. I think people probably said that about Amazon five or six years ago. They're like, yeah, but at some point, Amazon's going to just get too big. Haven't got too big. So I don't know. Maybe they never will. We'll have to see. But yeah, so, uh, it'll be a great weekend. Uh, you also have the Bucks in action uh, twice this weekend. They're in action tonight, first against Memphis in a significant game. Uh, you know, the Bucks have had such a bad January. I don't think any nights are takeoff nights for the Bucks. They need to kind of start winning some games, start feeling good if they want a top seed. But the Bucks struggles recently brought me back to a Kenny Smith podcast I listened to. He was on with Bill Simmons. And they were talking about the Clutch City Rockets, um, the second Rockets title team. What you don't remember, or if you don't, you don't remember that Rockets team at all. Real quick, do you remember that Rockets team, the 95 team? Well, I mean, I was probably a little too young. Um, yeah, it's the cost of so, like understanding what the hell's going on. Yeah, but I, I am, you know, retrospectively, I'm very well aware that they um, – well, it was after they won the championship, I assume. That's the right. correlation here. Yes. After they and won the they championship. Were, they, were the, they, were, they were the sixth seed, and they are like the lowest seed to ever win a championship. They are. And, um, you know, Akeem Olajuwon, probably Robert Ory, yep. Mario Alley, yep. Kenny Smith. Yep. Trexler, uh, I, I think Trexler was on that team, too. Probably Drexler's corpse. Yeah. Um, and then, and then all the all the other guys came for a title the next year. That they I got one for you. Vernon Maxwell was on that team. Oh, Vernon Maxwell still hates Utah. Uh, but yes, the Rockets were uh, the sixth seed. That '95 Rockets team, one of the first teams I remember because I was a big Shaq guy um, back in the day. I love Shaq. I vaguely mm-hmm. remember Nick Anderson uh, missing a free throw. Um, in that it, you know, that heartbreaking 
free throw that really, really would have sort of sealed it all. The Rockets were a six seed at 47 wins. They're 47 35, uh, just behind the Lakers. And there was a log jam at the top with the Sonics, the Jazz, the Suns, and the Spurs. So it's interesting that there was a log jam because that's kind of what we're dealing with right now in the NBA Eastern Conference. There are six teams that could easily be the one seed on a given night. You roll the dice, that team's a one seed. Now, COVID has screwed some of this up where a few teams have less games than others. But still, it's, it's anyone's ballgame at this point. So that's why it's even more important for the Bucs to keep winning games and not piss away ones like they did against Atlanta. Like they kind of did against Toronto. I wouldn't say that was a full piss away, but maybe just a couple of dribbles, if you will. But it hasn't been pretty. So what, I, what I'm what i wondering, Mitch, is like where – what's kind of a line of demarcation where you're like, you know what, if they're a, if they're a six, I'm still okay but it would really be better if maybe they were a five. So where, or maybe you're like, no, they need to have home court at least for one series. So where are you at? With well, I mean, it's kind of like last year where it's like, just, just get a, just get a home court series. I think it's to stay in the top four and I'm, I'm probably all right. I, you know, I just not having that home court advantage is, <sighs> I mean, you wouldn't really have it at any point if you were a fifth seed or lower. No. Um, which, you know, I don't know. I mean, that would be horrible to think about. Um, man, I just, yeah, you know, I, I think four seed or above, I think it's perfectly attainable. They just need to, I don't know. It, it, it A lot of people are saying they're not motivated right now, which, I mean, you know, there could be some of that, but I just think like they've been missing one of their big three, you know, for, I don't know how many games. I mean, they've only played like 19 games together this year out of what are we up to now? Like almost 50 games. Yeah. 48. So, you know, they've only played 19 games together. They've either been missing one of or more of their big three and also like two or three rotation guys every game. And I know a lot of teams have had it, but I feel like a lot of teams are turning the corner. You know, some of the, some of the COVID testing and stuff has um, changed and some of the policies and the protocols have changed. So teams, you know, the Bucks, I believe uh, in tonight's game are, it's just Drew Holiday is questionable to play. Right. And yeah, they're all back. So, I mean, it's time to like get your heads out of your asses a little bit. And, um, and as you said, there's, there's kind of no nights off, which I think the Detroit game that would started all this bullshit, um, kind of was one and they haven't really been able to, but I mean, then again, they, they beat Brooklyn and Golden State, like the two, the two games that, you know, I guess mattered the most, the most they won. So it's, it's hard to really know where this team's at. It's just kind of comes down to can you get something from your bench and can you, you know, is Giannis making the right decisions? Is he not trying to force everything? Um, you know, is Middleton not turning the ball over eight fucking times? Yep. Um, you know, cause when, when, I mean, Middleton's good in his, in, in his 
deal. But when he has to become the primary ball handler because Drew Holiday's out, it's just it's not it's not sustainable for for four quarters, unfortunately. Um, right. And I know and... I'm kind of kind of getting on a rant here, but no, 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 it's um, okay. Uh, yeah. So you know, it's perfectly attainable. It's I actually my, that's what I was going to do is pull up the standings here because I know there's like six teams within like a game of each other. Yeah, um, it's crazy at I this mean, point. So, and, the, and like and, the Bulls, like the, the Bulls are, are, are not in a great spot right now. Um, so they could, they could really fall apart here. Um, so, and luckily so for the them, Nets. they had an, yeah, Brooklyn's not going to have KD, who's really the only good player they have. People forget. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, without him, I mean, you're looking at what's his name? Bayron Sharp starting a lot of starting now for them, I think. Kessler Edwards um, crunch time minutes, man. You know, the pride of Pepperdine, Kessler Edwards. Well, and they, they have some injuries. Joe Harris is hurt, but yeah, Millsaps down. But they, I mean, they never like, solved their big man just, problem. They have no, and they have no depth because they have three, you know, supermax, right? You know, demigods that are like, um, that's what happens. I mean, now the Bucks have three guys on max contracts too. Um, but they have, you know, guys who can fill in spots. I just feel like who are more versatile than Brooklyn. So, but I mean, Cleveland scares me a little bit. I, I, I don't know if they'll ultimately, you know, be in the top four spot, <clears throat> but I can certainly see them, um, hanging around most of the season. I mean, they've, you know, buying something, you know, they got veterans who have bought in, um, Philly is weird. But yeah, I mean Charlotte, man, they're playing well too. Right. I think so. with Philly, I think Philly is the big like wild card of this whole thing because it's like if they actually get a deal for Ben Simmons done, like if they actually figure out who they can trade Ben Simmons for, I don't know who that person is. Uh, I saw a Simmons deal that would send Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes there. All right, that's that makes it a little interesting. Kind it of gives a you, kind of a poop poop platter for him though, compared to what yeah. they want, isn't it? Right. Well, and then there's all this rumor that like, uh, who I forget who said this, so I apologize to the person, but someone's like, this could be like a Brett Favre thing, where Simmons goes to one team for like a year, and then he actually goes to the team he wants to go the following year, and I'm like, who the fuck would want this guy? Like, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I, I might rather well, have Kyrie. How is that possible? He has, he has uh, like four I, years under contract. Bitch, I don't make the rules here. I'm just saying what I, I'm repeating what I heard. Don't kill the messenger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Philly, Philly just has nothing on the perimeter. Like they, they're like the, the opposite of Brooklyn. Like I think Middleton and Holiday are going to torch Philly, Philly's perimeter and Embiid and Giannis, it's going to be a war. I think you don't want to play Philly in the playoffs only because I think Giannis and Embiid might kill each other. Like I want to, I kind of want to see it. I kind of need that series. We talked, we talked about this before, but like it's like the last team that the Bucks haven't haven't played, and and, and LeBron, I guess the other one um, that they just have, they kind of need to just really show who's the who's the boss here. And they also just need to do it on a day-to-day basis. Like, I understand that hangover. Like, it's real, right? 
It's like, yeah, we're going to be in the playoffs. We don't, we don't really care, but it's like, all right, guys, if you, let's just say you lose the next two out of three. Okay. That, that now, now you're at 11 out of your last seven, like or your seven for your last 11 losses. And that's bad. That's bad fucking basketball. And they, they have to kind of pull, as you said, pull the head out of their ass. And Memphis is not going to be an easy team to do that against. But Bucks have had some good matchups. It's going to really suck they don't holiday for John Moran. Because I have nightmares about who guard. I guess, who, who even guards John Moran? I have no idea. Can't be George um, Hill's slow ass. Probably Wes Matthews, I guess. Oh, I mean, boy. like, dude, like, that's, that's the thing is, like, how fucking old have they looked? The yeah. last like two weeks. Oh man, George Hill. I I like I know people like George Hill, but I just twenty. What did he play? Twenty minutes yesterday. Too much George Hill. Like yeah. Let's let's calm our tits here. We can play a little more Grace Grayson Allen and a little well, less started. George Hill. Yeah, I know he started. Well, I know he started, but still, like, just because he started doesn't mean shit. Like, managing always on the bench, but he played like thirty five minutes for the Spurs. Like, doesn't mean anything. Um. I just he had some lazy closeouts. He just did not. He just sometimes is like, it's like, do you give a shit, man? Like I don't know. You didn't win a championship last year. Shouldn't you be busting your ass trying to get us back there? But yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, maybe I'm just cranky because I it felt like he played a he played a large part in in the Bucks losing last night. So hopefully, and Wes Matthews fouled out in like 20 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah that also too was crazy. That was so, weird. That was like, how the fuck did he foul? He barely played. <laughs> well, we do know, we do know Wes is a club guy and, you know, maybe had a Sunday night in Atlanta. Just was like, you know what? I'm hungover. Don't really want to play. Just kind of out of here. Like, all right. I'm just, just throwing it out. Just, just a little theory. Also too, we'll, we'll get our investigative team on that yeah we'll we'll talk we'll talk to them uh talking uh speaking of the week at week that is you know the bulls on schedule not really a rivalry i think the fans want it to be a rivalry you know their bulls fans are weird bunches right because they they're there but we haven't really heard much from them in years um now they're they're, back they're they're beat down but they're i feel like they're they are mostly Chicagoans that are obviously very obnoxious. Yeah. So um, they are now that they have a competent front office, they are um, kind of back. And dude, I, I think the rivalry could could be could be there, could be something. It's going to need it would a playoff series would help. Yep. Um, I think that you may see, you know, the. Uh, the seeds being laid in the season. Um, but, you know, when they played in the playoffs in 2015, that was sort of still a baby on us. And, um, you know, a different time. That was kids first year when everybody thought he was a, like a great, <laughs> I can't even say it with a, with a straight. So, I don't know if people thought he was like a great coach, but at least like they had a huge turnaround and they thought that like, that was because remember Jason Kidd had the right the blitzing the blitzing the blitzing defensive scheme that everybody thought was amazing and then um, because they forced a ton of turnovers and then like like good discipline teams like the Jazz would just make one extra pass and make like twenty nine threes in a game <laughs> against us and yeah 
Um, and then that sort of fizzled out from there. Um, but yeah, and, but that was still kind of fun because, you know, you could go out to the bar and watch those playoff games and there'd be, you know, you go down by the arena and there'd be, you know, a bunch of bowls. It'd be like 50, 50, probably right. bowls fans yeah. and Bucks fans. And you just have a bunch there could of, be, Ken, a bunch of Kenny Kenosha's wearing their, uh, their Derrick Rose jerseys um, out there supporting supporting D Rose, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you continue. Yeah, and and you know you could you could talk your shit if you wanted to. You yeah, could, yeah. Uh, strike strike up a nice conversation. <laughs> I mean, just a lot of options when uh, when you had those those games, and it was like you know obviously every other night, so um, that was fun. But I don't know if it'd be as friendly this time, just because. No, I don't think so. Uh, both think- teams are actually good at the same time. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of people who kind of who are like part of that Steph Curry, LeBron, Miami Heat fans, who are, are and Suns too, who don't really like Giannis. Um, they have some issue with Giannis. They're like, "Oh, he's not as humble as he says he is. He's a dirty play player, all that stuff." <laughs> I, Kyrie I saw. Stuff. I saw somebody. I saw some asshole on Twitter. It was like in the hidden replies that called yeah. him fake humble. It was like, <laughs> "Are you fucking dumb?" Yeah, no, I, I look, but that's, that's, that's Twitter for you. Right. It's all these dudes. And I could just see Bulls fans adapting, adapting it too. Um, it would be awesome if we do have a playoff game and then we can add Giannis Antetokounmpo's name with Aaron Rodgers as people who own Chicago sports teams. But yeah, I, I think it would matter. And I, I do think they'll, they'll show up for that game. Like I, I do I'd be really surprised if they laid an egg. Really, any of these games. I think, I think that Atlanta game has to be a wake up call. Maybe it is. You know, I, I bemoaned about Marquette losing to Creighton, and I realized College Pro totally different. But like that Creighton game was a wake up call for them, and since then they've been stellar. Now they'll probably get shit pumped tonight, but that's okay. That's that's they're playing vanilla Villanova. Like, what do you expect? If you're close to Villanova on the um, road, that's basically a victory. I apologize. I just I must have missed this today, but look, Lopez resumed on court workouts today. Oh, you're kidding me! Oh, wow. I mean that that doesn't that doesn't mean that he's coming back tomorrow, but that's not a bad sign. No, that maybe gets him back before the All Star game. The break, like the break's not till the seventeenth. Like there, there's a chance there that. You could see Bucks what they have a West Coast trip coming up. Let's figure this out. Bucks have a West Coast trip coming up in early it's February. Right before the All-Star break. Right. Right before the All-Star break. Going into yeah. the All-Star break, basically. So then they have a week after that <laughs> where they have three home games against Portland, Indiana, and Philadelphia. I could see uh, I could see Brooke back against Portland February 14th with a bunch of hang- hungover Packer fans. After the Super Bowl win the night before at the at the five serve, um, that's where I could see Brooke coming back. And I will put my money on Portland at home February 14th. Wow. Yeah. Um that's big. Man. Yeah, it wouldn't it 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 wouldn't be uh before the all-star break. No chance. Um I don't know. I don't even want to get excited about it because um you know the bucks have no problem resting through holiday for two weeks so yeah 
just out of the blue. So um, as they continue to get their asses kicked. So I, uh, I don't know. I yeah. mean, as long as he's back, you know, if, if everything goes well and he's, and he's back by St. Patrick's day, maybe. Okay. Give it All a right. good month before the, you know, um, you know, if it, if it gets into April, then I'm worried. Um, but you know, cause you're going to need more than four games before the end of the season. I think I would think, um, yeah. Christ only knows they'll probably have the four seed and we'll have to play, you know, <laughs> fucking Philly in the first round. And, oh God, that'd be terrible. I mean, you know, just, you know, plotting out some, some of first round matchups, you know, when you're in the, when you're in the three, four, five, six range is kind of, kind of scary, but we survived it last year. So, well, I mean, I this, I will so. I, this will obviously, this will obviously cower this, in fear. No, but this should be, this will be obviously a topic more in March and April, but is it weird that I almost would rather play Philadelphia than Toronto or Charlotte? Just oh, what no, I've seen this year. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, well, yeah, they, like, I feel like Corkmaz has been so bad this year that, like, he wouldn't even scare me like he probably yeah. normally would. Yeah. But then again, he'd probably erupt in the, in the playoff series. But, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know, Philly. I mean, again, it's all about Simmons and what what happens with that with that trade chip. But, totally, absolutely. Um, last, we have our own, we have our own problems here. Yeah, so. no shit. Last last thing, if we didn't have a party that you and I will both be attending next Friday, how mad would you have been that the Bucks have a nine p.m. Friday start um, against the Knicks? Um, At home, home game, nine p.m. Yeah, it's a it's a Friday though, so it's not the end of the world. Okay. Just um, get in a heat check. I just, I'd be pretty livid if they did what they did to the Bulls last week against the Nets, where they that game got added, right? It was a yeah, late yeah, it was a bad. And yeah, they've been flexing know, games, man. They, 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 I look, I give the NBA, I was really hard on the NBA two years ago for like this was the Bucks who started to get good. And I'm like, why aren't you putting the Bucks on TV more? And like, they were have these awful games, and we had to sit through so many bad Warriors games when Curry was out with his knee injury. And now they oh, yeah. embraced the flex really better than the NFL. It's like, all right, next game flex, like Bulls mm-hmm. on TV yet again. Bulls can't their well, ass like kicked. they could have, they could have just it was like the Mavericks and the Knicks that night, the early game. It's like. Fuck the Knicks, like one time, please. Like it would, it would have benefited them to put that game in the six thirty slot, or, or, you know, or do the move the Knicks up to six, seven Eastern. And yeah, I agree with that. Let Chicago start at eight thirty, which is what they used to do, but they yeah. seem to be really locked into that six thirty and nine, um, more than years past for whatever reason. I don't know. I, I think it's. I mean, because... I'm happy a couple of years ago they they. It used to be seven and nine thirty, and they changed it um, a couple of years ago to sort of, you know, not have it be so late. Um, but yeah, they're doing. Know, they're I feel just, like they've gone away from the six and eight thirties. Yeah, the Bucks, uh, Bucks Bulls are the only game for ESPN on Friday. They don't, they're not doing a night game, so I don't know if they had 
Houston and Golden State dialed up. I guess they could have pushed back Denver, Memphis would have been a bad idea. But yeah, it's the Bucks are staying at seven o'clock for that game, and it's the only it's the only one. So ESPN just decided, hey, we're just gonna do one game. Who knows? Maybe they have something later. Um, you never you never really know with the mouse. You never the really. Bulls are pretty bang. The Bulls are pretty banged up. Right. Um, yeah, you're getting the Bulls at the right lean. time. Yeah. So take advantage, please. Yes. No. No doubt. Absolutely. Well, that does it for this week. We'll hopefully be back next week. Well, we'll be back next week for sure. But hopefully we'll be back with conversation about the Packers victory. If not, well, wounds will be licked. Um, we'll have a re- full recap from Lambeau. Um, and, yeah, hopefully the, hopefully the Bucs will, uh, will turn themselves around because uh, God knows we if need If the it. Packers lose, I will be scared to be in public. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man. It will, it will be a fucking funeral. I'll tell you that much. I don't even really want to picture it because it's, uh, it's not gonna happen. You know, positive vibes only. Uh, we're gonna ride this bitch right. all, all the way to LA. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man. Well, take care of yourself, everybody. Have a good one. We'll be back tomorrow with yet another daily tap and another one on Friday as well. All right, see you guys. Bye. Peace. Where are the hoops tonight?